0: Listening to a cup of chatter with me Anastasia and me
1: Ines
0: if this is your first time listening let me tell you a little bit about our show this is an interactive opinion show about everything and anything and each week we pick a different topic to explore and get your opinion on it through Instagram so you should definitely follow us at a.cupofchatter this week what are we doing Ines
1: (laughs) We are addressing a really important issue, really current, because that's how we are, current. <laughs> that is going on in Europe and a lot of people may not be aware about, aware about this. So this is how the LGBT community rights are being forgotten in Poland. And why is this happening? Like, I don't know, nobody knows. They don't, <laughs> because they're basically voting for a conservative president. But we'll talk more about this later.
0: Yes, first, let's do our weekly segment of the week, which is a dash of positivity.
1: So my dash of positivity for this week is something (laughs) I was not aware of because I don't have the social media, but a friend of mine told me about it. So it's a trend going on on Twitter. Uh, I'm not on Twitter. I have Twitter on TikTok um uh, which is it's a, it's american girls they finally discovered how british girls are so they created a trend which is called the chav 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 and what are chav girls they basically have strong eyebrows they have an orange face a lot of makeup on they have like a bun on top of their head they're wearing as they're wearing sportswear and Is that like, American girls or British girls? American girls discovered how British girls are, so American girls are making TikToks, making fun of British girls.
0: Literally, right? I'm hashtag not impressed, but yeah, to go on.
1: <laughs> I've seen like a YouTube compilation and I thought, I mean, I didn't know American people could do the, that British accent, so please check it out, just to check the accent, because I was amazed by it. And they really look like British girls and I did not realize some details. Isn't that kind of
0: like conceptualizing and kind of like putting an entire population under like one...
1: No, no, because it's just the shop girls. I don't mean like all the British girls. They're called shop. It's like a style that Americans Uh. weren't aware of and now they picked upon it.
0: Cool, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: it's just Americans being Americans, you know.
0: We can, I mean, we'll get the opinions either way because like I bet someone is going to go and watch it. So if you go and watch it, you can tell us your opinion about the Shove Girls on Instagram. At <laughs> Ada, Cup of Chatter. Um, my um, dash of positivity is a bit, um, I wanted to make it a little bit more um, relevant to today's show. And in the beginning, I saw something, well, okay, it's two things because now I can't neglect this. Um, it the One thing actually happened a year ago and it was pride in Iceland and it was like the cutest thing ever because they painted their roads like a rainbow and uh. the church, yes, and the church apologized to the LGBT community for everything they did in the past against the LGBT community of Iceland and it was just so heartwarming to, you know, see all those people being finally accepted and celebrated in their own country and we should all follow suit. But the other thing, which is also like really, um, it's a small thing, but it's also really cute, is that Marvel just published. um, Ah, Yes, I know, I know. They published the first comic with a gay wedding inside and it's in Empire, um, the fourth issue of Empire. And it's between Hulkling and Wiccan. I don't know either of these characters, but the picture of the
1: wedding was cute as hell. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It was so cool. I'm so proud of Marvel. Yeah, I don't like Marvel, but yeah, proud of it.
0: Okay, so let's get into this week's topic. Let's talk a little bit about what is happening in Poland. But we also have two amazing interviews.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the first interview is actually pre-recorded and it's with an, uh, an activist from Poland named Dominik Kucz. And the second one is going to come
1: and join us. Yeah, in studio Interviews are back. His name is Martin and he's gonna share his personal experience as part of the LGBT community in Poland.
0: So, before we go into that, let's talk a little bit about Poland. You might be wondering why we picked this topic, because so far almost everything we've done is centered in the UK. It's a little bit weird choosing to do Poland this week, but what is happening in Poland is actually going against basic human rights. And basically, there is this party that came into power in 2015, and its name is Law and Justice Party, and their president is President André Duda, I believe. I don't know if it's from then on or it was from before. Basically, the state and church are very entangled, and both of them are very 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 much against LGBTQ people. I mean it's not the only bad thing they've done so far I think they just criminalized sex education uh, and apparently if they find anyone educating people like giving sex education they are jailed for three years. Especially I think the pride this year was very violent like yeah there were rocks thrown at people, Um, police is very brutal with um the LGBTQ community, they call them pedophiles. And yeah, yeah, it's a bit brutal right now in Poland.
1: Yeah, I remember like, you know, Duda, who you talked about, the Polish president, he said that the parents have to educate their children not to be LGBT because that's how children become LGBT, because their parents, Put that into their minds. There is
0: literally this thing that they keep on going around and saying that the being LGBT is an ideology. You're not born yes. like
1: this. It's peer pressure. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. They say that the LGBT ideology it's worse than the communism ideology. So they're comparing the two. A lot of people are
0: afraid that this is gonna go escalate way worse than it already is, and it's already. In a really bad place there are these lgbtq free zones i mean they're not you can't ban people you can't ban lgbtq people and it's not law but just by saying that you're encouraging violence and bad behavior towards those people and a lot of people had to leave their homes and leave their yeah. countries
1: because they don't feel safe yeah i heard it was a third of poland
0: i interviewed Dominic Cooch about that and he actually said a lot of things about the LGBTQ free zones and about the attitude that the um, police community has adopted against the LGBTQ community. So I think we should go ahead and listen to the interview so we can get a better sense of what is happening. Before we start, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Can you introduce yourself?
2: Yes course. Uh, I'm Dominik and I live in Warsaw, which is the capital of Poland. Uh, and I'm an LGBTQ activist. Uh, since 2018, I have created the ranking of LGBTQ friendly schools in Warsaw uh, so that uh, young students can choose the most friendly schools for, for them. Uh, I also organized some workshops uh, about anti-discriminatory issues and civil education. Uh, And uh, this year in September, I will start my degree at University of Amsterdam.
0: That's amazing. Congratulations. What are you going to be studying?
2: Economics and business economics.
0: Nice, nice. That's very important. So for our listeners... Could you kind of tell me a bit about what's happening in Poland with the LGBT community there?
2: Yes. Um, During last few weeks, um, but not only last few weeks, but uh, in a recent time, uh, it has been more brutal than ever. The hate speech in Poland uh, towards LGBT community uh, is becoming more and more brutal, more and more violent in public debate debate and in the whole society. our president named LGBTQ community as not people but ideology. and by uh, conducting this hateful campaign, uh, he like opened the door for all, all uh, haters or uh, people uh, violating human rights in Poland. And in last week in Warsaw, the LGBTQ activist uh, Margot uh, was arrested for two months, which is in Polish law the highest uh, sentence of prevention. And uh, during the demonstration to uh, show the solidarity with Margot, a few people were arrested for demonstrating and uh, were in different police office without uh, any contact with advocates and without any clear uh, accusations. The behavior of police was uh, really violent. Only few politicians reacted. Many of them uh, said that uh, it is obvious that LGBT community should be um, arrested for those crimes. And the crimes of Margot are putting on the rainbow uh, flags on statues in Warsaw. For example, in Syrenka warsawska statue, which is the symbol of the city of Warsaw, uh, she put the, the rainbow flag there. The judge said that uh, because the whole affair is because of uh, stopping anti-LGBTQ-1, which claims uh, and promotes uh, the slogans that are uh, in favor of hate speech towards LGBTQ community, for example, that all mm, homosexuals are pedophiles, etc., etc. And she stopped the van. Uh, she also had an affair with um, with a driver of the van, and for that the punishment is clear because it is recorded. However, uh, the prevention uh, measure is not a punishment because uh, the judge gave her two months of arrest which is not the, the punishment for for the forbidden
0: for the driver
2: yeah it is similar to recidivist so that yeah. uh the whole affair is not only about those uh, drivers and about those anti-LGBTQ1, but also about those flags uh, on statues in Warsaw. Is treated. Margot was treated like recidivist, which is um, really surprising and um, and dangerous because putting in rainbow flags on stages is um, an act similar to, for example, crossing the street on a red light.
0: Um, now there are these LGBTQ free zones, I believe, in Poland. I think it's like LGBTQ ideology free. Is that what they call them?
2: Yes. Um they called it literally lgbtq free or family friendly zones yeah. uh, however it is the same the same uh, law passed by local governments on voyvodinships or gemeinden and um, even if it is only a symbolic one because it doesn't really influence the citizens the inhabitants of those regions because, because, well, it is not up to local governments to decide uh, if there is a an, uh, sexual education or anti-discriminatory education in schools, it is a role of government. Even if it's symbolic, it influences uh, the people who are living there because uh, it um, opens space for um, for crimes for yeah. uh, hate speech uh, on uh, on uh, on the streets and recently there was a case of uh, of a man who lived in uh, LGbtQ free zone um, in Podkarpacie, which is the most homophobic region in Poland in the south mm-hmm. southeast mm-hmm. um and uh, he he lived uh, in um, in a countryside where his neighbors um, had known that he is gay, and after after they they had known, um, they organized the protests in front of his house. They refused to. Uh, speak with him and even uh, when he called the police, uh, police didn't react uh, because it was not their role to react. And uh, the Stonewall Group, the NGO from Poznań, uh, organized um, a help for taking him outside of those countryside because it was really dangerous for him because the neighbors were protesting and uh, saying violent words towards him. It is how LGBTQ free zones uh, really look like. It is now uh, one third of Poland that is so-called LGBTQ free. And um, and for me, it is uh, literally violating human rights because uh, it is in, um, in local laws, so, it is uh, like strictly a law against um, certain people and against human rights, which is also surprising because they, these are people electing those local governments, and it for sure has an impact on um, students in school because when they are reflecting the, the identity and the sexual orientation, Uh, they, for example, don't know for sure, it closes a discussion.
0: Um, Which kind of brings me, you did say you did a report two years ago about LGBTQ-friendly schools. So two years later, with all of the things that are happening, how do you think that has changed?
2: Well, uh, our survey and our um, research was only conducted in Warsaw, which is not really representative, representative for all schools in Poland. This year, uh, we uh, conducted and will publish uh, the um, another report about stories of LGBTQ young people during the pandemic. Uh, in two weeks, there will be oh, a, a, a publication. It was qualitative research, so they, so we conducted uh, face-to-face interviews. Okay. Uh, however, coming back to to last um, researches about uh, schools in Warsaw, the situation is even better because uh, the city uh, is LGBTQ friendly and promotes equality. However, I think um, when we compare it in to the situation in the whole country, uh, however, it is worse because. Um, Almost 70% of LGBTQ young, the young people, reported that they had uh, suicide thoughts, um, or uh, or the parents didn't accept uh, their orientation. We don't know how many they are, which. The, the people who are not came out.
0: Um, I actually want to go back to the new report you're going to do with um, LGBTQ people telling their stories. Are you allowed to tell me anything about that or do we have to wait two weeks to actually read it?
2: We are currently writing the, the whole report and the stories uh, that we heard were sometimes really... Pleasant and really uh, surprising that, for example, they um, had the time during the pandemic to talk with parents and to, in a safe way, come out and discuss the whole situation, the problems, etc., etc. However, there uh, were also um, the very tragic uh, um, situations of uh, moving off uh, the house because of uh, because of uh, parents who were really uh, against uh, against the LGBT community and a girl uh, with who we had an interview, uh, she must have uh, moved uh, from from the house because uh, she, um, didn't want to to listen their uh, parents saying all those shits about LGBTQ community. The most common um, result uh, is that uh, the school had very little impact on lives of not only LGBTQ students in traditional education. Uh, there were, for example, um, helps from school, the psychologists who were uh, often present. The time of pandemic, uh, if the psychologists from school um, didn't really do anything, the school was absent during a half of a year high school students can manage time, can uh, meet, each, meet each other. Uh, however, in uh, in late primary school and in, in primary schools, it is uh, almost impossible to uh, arrange dot, that time for a, a child or a very young teenager uh, by his he or her own. But the detailed uh, results and detailed uh, interviews will be published on 31st of August, yeah. The Fair. day before school starts, yeah.
0: The re-elections happened very... a month ago, I think. And with the re-election of President Duda, do you think, like, you have been... have you been discouraged?
2: I really hoped for Trzaskowski in second turn. Uh, however... Um, Yes, I think I am and uh, uh, every uh, activist, not only LGBTQ one, but uh, for the democracy, for judges, for uh, women rights, for uh, democracy in Poland, uh, we are discouraged because the next uh, presidential of uh, Mr. Duda is um, the sign that nothing will change, nothing will, will change and um, the ruling party law law and justice um, currently have an absolute majority uh, in parliament um, so that it is a high risk for next uh, laws. uh, against, uh, for example, media in Poland, against uh, minorities, against women's rights.
0: So what would be the message you'd like to send to the listeners?
2: That we are present uh, in Poland, and it is not that every person here is really conservative. It is a situation uh, that is... Worse and worse, and the human rights here are really violated. I think we need help because uh, the ways of um, of acting, the ways of making protests is really limited. And uh, of course, for example, our leftist deputies organized uh, happening uh, wearing uh, rainbow uh, skirts uh, in our parliament, which is very nice action and very, very symbolic one. Uh, However, it is only symbolic. And um, unfortunately, I think uh, that um, systematically uh, it will be hard to change anything in Poland uh, in uh, upcoming three years. We need help with human rights.
1: It was
0: amazing. God, Towards the end, I was like, we need help with human rights. I was like, it, it actually killed me because it's true. Their basic human rights
1: are being and neglected. Definitely. And I, I feel so sad for them because as he said, now he's discouraged because of the re-election of Duda. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't imagine how they feel. I saw a, a Guardian video. He was following, uh, they were following, um, I think it was an activist as well, a Polish LGBT uh, activist and they followed him um, to watch the percentages of the, you know, when they all get together to see who won the yeah. elections. Yeah, so they followed him there and when he saw him winning, it was so heartbreaking. Yeah, because, you know, you can
0: imagine, like, you're hoping to have a better future with a new government and then the same one stays. And
1: it's like you took 10 steps backwards. Yeah. And it may be really hard to believe uh, for people that live in Warsaw, like him, because he said that in Warsaw, people are more liberal. But now think about the rest of Poland and all the people that... Don't speak about these issues, but have an opinion, so vote for it.
0: It's like more than 100 local governments that have declared themselves um, LGBTQ free zones. Or, oh my god, I want oh or family friendly. Family friendly. Like the first time I heard about what is happening in Poland was when I saw a BBC special with a lady, no, it was an old lady calling them pedophiles, and I was like, how in your head is it connected an lgbtq person with a pedophile there is no connection whatsoever it's it's just literally targeting a group for doing nothing more than you know loving a specific a specific type of person i was speaking with dominic afterwards and we're talking about uh, Europe, and Europe has been kind of reacting to what is happening in Poland. They said they will deny funding to some Polish towns because they declared themselves LGBTQ-free zones. <clears throat> they have been saying, because this is when it goes against human rights, um, the people's human rights, it goes against, you know, the human rights uh, agreement. Was it agreement? I don't know what it's called exactly. But, you know, it's one of the basic requirements so you can be inside the... the ah, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. I gotcha. (laughs) There we go. But I don't know, it still doesn't feel enough, like threatening to cut
1: funding to six towns doesn't feel enough. Yeah, Definitely not. Um, Still going back to the family friendly thing, Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say something about this that, you know, um, so in Portugal, there are a lot of people in the north and in the interior that they say, like, oh, I wouldn't let my children see two guys kissing on the street if they were on the street and they kissed, or two girls. They would just, like, tell their children to look away. Mm -hmm. But they think they're not homophobic. Like, I don't know what's going through their heads, but I bet that's what the, the people from those villages think.
0: Like, it's not like,
1: appropriate, but I'm not against. They
0: um, kind of connect homophobia with violence. So as long as you don't swear at them and you don't act violent towards them, you're yeah. not homophobic, which is such a false way to think things yeah. through. And also, I don't know, like, the whole thing with churches coming out and saying this is a rainbow plague is a bit it's a bit hypocritical because, like, the, the number one rule when it comes to Christianity is... Love thy neighbor. It doesn't yeah. say, I don't know, hit thy neighbor and swear at thy neighbor or whatever else. It's literally accept the person next to you and love them for who they are.
1: Love thy neighbor, accept... And then there's da, like da, da, an da, da, enormous da. list. I actually
0: wanted to talk about, you know, the part about schools where there is no sex education in schools and you're not allowed to talk about it. And, there, and because of the pandemic, No school psychologist was available and I just keep thinking about the children that are confused right now about their sexual identity. Just not being able to talk to anyone and being scared that if you talk to your own family they're gonna disown you and you will have to move. And you're not 18, you're 15, 14, 13, maybe even 11. And that can actually lead to some serious mental health issues and even suicidal thoughts.
1: Yeah, we were talking that they think that the LGBT is like becoming LGBT is like for peer pressure and there it, it's people like, you know, telling you to be, but they're trying to force the contrary, like peer pressure to not be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it does have repercussions and I think their thoughts is that if they do this. They will never you know, it will never bloom that part of them, the LGBT part yeah. of them. So they will erase LGBT people. They yeah. will like say it's possible to like erase the LGBT in you. That, it maybe feels that's maybe that's want
0: to fix them. It's like you know yeah. the nineteen fifties where where they wanted to fix um homosexuality as if it was, I don't know, an illness and not just who someone is. Yeah. Yeah, can we just not be like Iceland and paint rainbows everywhere and (laughs) be happy.
1: And now we are here joined by Martin. Hello, how are you? Hello. Hello, I'm fine. How are you? We're all right.
0: Good. Thank you for coming into our show and thank you for taking the time. Before we start, can you tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself? Um, yes,
3: so my name is Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost twenty three years old. It's like twenty two and a and a quarter, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I'm a non-binary trans man living in Poland right now. I was born here, and here I
1: am. So, so can you tell us about your personal experience related to what is happening in Poland now?
3: Um, yeah, there's actually a, a lot of stuff is happening. First of all, and I have a lot of friends that are actually in the situation themselves. So it's a big, it's a bit stressful for me, because. Me personally, I haven't been attacked as of yet. I mean as in not verbally, but you know physically, but some of my friends have been and it's it's just horrible to see it. Every day I feel like there's just more and more stuff happening that shouldn't be there. Could you tell us a little bit about the, the attitudes that are aimed towards you? I mean, my main thing, obviously, besides the fact that I'm a trans person, is that I'm obviously not very um, straight-passing as well, I'd say, because of my general appear- appearance. So I've seen people talking about me while I was you know, traveling somewhere or just calling me names. One time I saw those two guys outside of my house. They had no idea I was living there, I think. And, you know, I was wearing my mask. My mask is actually, you know, it's a full rainbow. And they started calling me names because they thought it was okay. And the thing is since, you know, I'm not on testosterone yet, so I look like I'm 15, <laughs> although I'm 23. And they thought I'm, they probably thought I was their age. So they thought they could scare me or something. and. You know, mm-hmm. at first it was kind of funny for me, but then I thought, you know, this is this is not okay. I remember when I was younger, I was in Catholic school, and sometimes people would stalk me while I was walking home. I think that nothing has changed since. Like it's. It's really weird to think that, because obviously I lived in England for three years and then in London and the attitude there was just completely different. Like yeah. no one ever gave me like stuff for, for being myself. Has that behavior make, made you feel unsafe in Poland? I live in a very small town, so I try not to go out that often and whenever I do go out I try to have someone with me. Nothing has really happened as in physically but i have friends that live in krakow which is just like it's not too far away from me when i've been in krakow i lived for a while on a very unsafe neighborhood that and you know my friends that i lived with uh one of them is trans as well and she told me about a friend of her that lived you know close by and he got attacked for wearing something it wasn't even you know that outrageous or anything. It's just, you know, he, someone thought he might be gay and they beat him up like really, really badly. You'd think it wouldn't happen in a town like Krakow because, you know, we are very known, like, Krakow is known for being like very open about queer people. We have something called uh, of Maj, which is just uh, Queer May. It's, you know, a time for celebration for all people, but recently, since, you know, things are happening in Poland, um it's unsafe again. Some of my friends were attacked actually for, you know, bringing their uh, flags and standing under uh, a statue of uh, our national poet, Adam Mickiewicz. And, okay, so the next question is a little bit more personal. So if
0: you don't want to answer it, yeah. no worries. So, because you said your transition transitioning, has what's happening in Poland made you want to transition more or made you kind of a bit more hesitant?
3: You know, the thing about me transitioning is that I... I've known that I'm non-binary ever since I was in high school and then I realized I'm also like a trans person I mean I'm a trans man because I couldn't put those two things together for some reason and I wanted to transition ever since I came to London because I knew that I could do that for mostly free but I had to come back to Poland because of you know my my health and also my finances so when I got here uh, it took me a while to actually come out to my parents because they had no idea and to my whole family so my friends knew about that I think I came out about six or seven months ago something like that so when I told my parents they weren't really happy about it and for some time I had to run away And that's when I lived with my friends in Krakow for about a month. And, you know, it's been very stressful for me because you actually have to pay for most of the things in Poland if you want to have it done, like, quickly and not to wait, like, several years. So I'm almost uh, done with my diagnosis, so that's a very good thing. But ever since, like you mentioned, the stuff has been happening in Poland, I feel kind of weird about doing all those things because on one hand, you know, I want to be myself. And it's really just so... Stressful for me and I just want to get it done and I just want to get on testosterone and start living But I've been more and more scared of people attacking me ever since I came out I want to be a part of the movement. I want to be a part of the protest So I want to go out and help people and that's a very big thing for me as well because I'm myself I'm an activist and I try to be very vocal about those things, especially about trans issues in Poland so on one hand, yeah it makes me want to transition even more, but on the other hand, I'm also kind of scared. Yeah, I think
1: I spoke for both of us, but like we're really proud of you by doing yes.
3: this. I was about to
0: say that so
1: actually. <laughs> it really <laughs> means a lot, so thank you. You mentioned you do like act- activism work, so like what do you do as an activist?
3: Uh, my like main thing is just educating people. First of all, a lot of Polish people are not aware of what actually being trans is. In Poland they just think it's mostly just gay people. So, you know, those homosexuals and that's it. No one really mentions trans people and bisexual people don't really exist. So that's another thing. So whenever someone talks like weird stuff about, you know, LGBT, plus community, I try to educate them and say, you know, it's not just gays and lesbians, there's also this part, and this part, and this part. Because the also thing about me, uh, I'm demisexual, and I'm also panromantic, so it's very hard to explain those things to people when they only think that, you know, there's just uh, two genders and two uh, orientations. So it can get a bit, a bit fuzzy for some polish people especially the elders. the younger generation is much better I think because you know they know they also know English so it's easier for them to actually talk to people outside of, of this country and learn stuff or just you know read stuff on Wikipedia or something like that <laughs> but I also do um, you know just like other stuff. I'm not really allowed to say everything. There are some, um, let's say, graffiti's or oh, stuff okay. happening around, you know, the neighborhood. And I try to, I try to take walks around these places and take a look at them. And then maybe they're gonna be gone. I don't know, or you know, who knows? You never know, know what's
0: gonna happen. We were just talking about the fact that sex education is absent in schools in Poland, and now you can go to jail for three years, I think, if you teach sex education, is that true? Um,
3: yeah, so basically it's very petty, to be fair, because uh, it's not only about schools, so it can happen to anyone. What do you mean it can happen to anyone? So if someone says that, you know, you know, a person that teaches sex education to people, no matter what it is, um, it's like a neighbor told a neighbour that this neighbour knows a person who knows a person and you can go to the police with that, basically. But yeah, it it can happen. I haven't heard about any, you know, situation like that yet, but I try to be very aware of the media nowadays, so... And I don't know if you heard, but there's another thing that's probably going to be passed in Poland, which is very similar to gay panic and trans panic in America, so basically um, they want to pass this this law that makes uh, crimes against uh, Catholic people. Yeah, so basically, if uh, someone attacks an LGBTQ plus person for doing something that they believe to be, you know, damaging to true beliefs of Jesus or just like Polish um, standards of of community. They are not gonna be jailed. It's a, it's really horrible when when literally the <laughs> state and church is so entangled
0: that the law is it's very it's much biased. Like, yes, biased,
3: and it has to do a lot with religion when it shouldn't. Poland yeah. is very very strong when it comes to religion. One of the things that you may not know is that during you know the communist era of uh, of Poland, we were one of the if not the only country from the you know Soviet um, Soviet bloc that was actually allowed to have churches, obviously not everyone was happy about it as well. But you know most of the people were very very religious at the time, so it is something to do with that mentality of they told us we can't do that, so now it's even stronger. I think most of the time it's not about religion; it's about people who are nat- nationalists most of all. Yeah. So my my last question, so I don't keep you longer is,
0: so with everything that's happened and with the re-election of President Duda as well, do you see like activism? Um, do you see it becoming stronger and people becoming like
3: more mobilized or hesitant? So this is something I really wanted to talk about, because you might be aware or or not, but we had a major thing happening. There is this activist group called Stop Zdrow. Which would be transla- translated to, I think, like "stop the bullshit" or something like that in English. <laughs> <laughs> so we title. have this activist, uh, Margot. She's non-binary, but she uses she/her pronouns. So that's the first thing I'm gonna say. And basically, she put uh, with her uh, with another person from, you know, the the collective. They put uh, flags around some statues, stuff like that. And they also destroyed, we have those minivans that are literally going around Poland and on a, the, there are like very weird messages about, you know, LGBTQ plus people being pedophiles and stuff like that. And it's completely yeah. legal. So, you know, they started destroying them, as you should. And basically, um they put her into arrest now and she's going to be there for a while. And not only that, but they put her in a, a male prison. Because she, she, first of all, you know, like, she is non-binary, but she didn't change her documents whatsoever, which is also a very hard thing to do in Poland. I don't know if you heard, but we have to sue our parents to do that. And you can only do that after a very long time when um, you're actually on testosterone or estrogen and you've been watched by, by a doctor. It's a very big thing, basically, and it costs a lot as well. Margot now is... She's kind of a hero now, like people are starting, you know, making art about her and art about those statues and people are going around Poland just, you know, going there and keeping their flags, holding them, taking pictures, Aww. it's it's really amazing. This, there has been a protest in Warsaw a few days ago or about a week ago, I can't really remember, And there was about, you know, 50 people being taken away because of uh, the police. And some of them didn't even, you know, were in the protest. They were just walking by and they were just like having some kind of like, yeah, there was this one person that had, you know, I think he had a trans flag mask as well. I'm not really sure, but something like that, some kind of, you know, like rainbow memorabilia and he was taken away. At this point, they don't really even care whether or not you're doing anything. People are just so fed up at this point. I can't really stress this enough. Yeah.
1: So bless Margaret. like, bless her. That is it for yeah, me. Yeah, do, do you have anything to add, anything you would like to say?
3: If I could say a few things for, you know, uh, the audience and <laughs> the, oh, the listeners, so please tweet about it or just you know talk to your friends about it support uh, margot and you can write her a letter if you want and you can just comment on their fan page as well so it's stop Duron. Uh, i'm not really sure if i can <laughs> i, I can't write it down for you obviously but yeah yeah
1: write it down then. i think I like you'll
3: it. find it as well because they they shared uh, a lot of things you know in english and also other languages because they want people to know what's happening I'm also going to say Black Lives Matter because another thing that we should talk about and it's another very important thing that people stop talking about. Uh, and this is where
0: I plug our first two episodes about Black Lives Matter. So yeah. That's, Go listen that's to them. really
3: good. That's lovely to me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and so uh, ACAB and just be careful and don't be afraid to be yourself. Uh, it's going to get better, I promise. And that was our interview with
1: Martin. It was such a great interview. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was such a personal interview and I'm really glad to hear about it.
0: Yes, and I'm really proud of him that he's, he's still going on with the transition, despite everything that he's going through and that everything that's happening in Poland. And I loved his last, me- his last um, message, the fact that we should definitely inform ourselves and be more active and get on Twitter and tweet about
1: this and make it way more known. Definitely a very inspiring person. And we will post on Instagram of, about, about sending uh, e- um, letters to Margot and talking more about that. So, yeah, you so expect aware. more information. Yes. Yes. yes.
0: And with that, we're going to conclude our podcast. We hope this was informative. We hoped you learned something new. Well, you did learn something new. Yes. And. Thank you to both Dominic and Martin for joining us and talking about Poland and their experience. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye, thank you. Bye.